Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello, welcome to the show, everyone. Got Monday Night Football. My Giants are on, traveling to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. I just got some news over the wire with Taysom Hill negotiating an extension with the New Orleans Saints, and I want to laugh, but obviously we got the showdown, so that takes precedence. But we're, we're going to do a Thanksgiving, uh, like a, we're going to do a preview ahead of the Thanksgiving games uh, this week. So I'll have some time to laugh about Taysom Hill because I love, I love the Saints. Like this is not even tripling down. This is like a quintuple down on Taysom Hill. Like this is ridiculous, but be that as it may, we've got uh, a sizable line here for Tampa Bay being favored over the Giants, and justifiably so. I mean, the Giants stink. I mean, we, we know we know the Giants stink. I've been talking about it for years with the Giants. Nothing has really changed. But I will say, this is not a complete whitewash incident, in my opinion. Lions 49.5, Tampa Bay's favored by 11. I kind of think the Giants keep this within 10. Uh, you know, I, I know... People are reticent to play the Giants and that they're going to get smashed. I, I completely get it. It's very easy for it's easy for uh, the Giants to get smashed in this matchup. I, I mean, they're, 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 it's very comfortable to just play a standard build with Tampa Bay and bank on them getting smashed. I mean, bank and bank on them smashing the Giants. I mean, that's the straightforward play. But we're trying to get a little bit different. And like I said last night, you know, with the Chargers game, you know, it was kind of straightforward, but you still had to play some people on the Steelers. It just so happened that it worked out uh, with Deontay Johnson um, being in in the mix for the Steelers uh, because the Chargers kind of gave it away. But, you know, looking at this matchup, Someone's got to catch dump off passes. And to me, I think, you know, one of the plays you have to be wary of, and he's not going to get a ton of volume. He's probably going to get 15 snaps or less, probably 10, if we're being honest with ourselves here, because uh, if the Giants fall behind, um, it is what it is. But, like, the the guy you need to kind of look out for because of the weaknesses Tampa Bay has in their secondary is John Ross on the Giants. And yes, he could very easily get you a zero. But, and I'm going to say this uh, completely, even if you get a zero with uh, a player on a slate like this, where you know you can squeeze in a bunch of uh, top guys, it's not the craziest thing in the world to play a bunch of the studs. It, it, It really isn't. Because, you know, looking at this game, you we could see guys getting the run. And to me, you can play Kadarius Tony in the captain. You can play Darius Slayton in the captain. Darius Slayton's only 3,200. I know he didn't c- catch a ball from, 
uh, uh, Daniel Jones. But there are enough plays with this Tampa secondary where you can get there with Giants receivers. So even if you don't feel like playing John Ross, if you play Tony or Slayton in the captain, because I think they get the volume over Galladay. I think Galladay has the potential for a big play, but we haven't seen enough volume. And for Galladay to stay on the field, he's less of a priority for me than, uh, so he'd be the fourth wide receiver for me on the Giants. Me personally, I like Tony. If I'm playing Giants captain, or um, I'll, I'll go with Slayton captain. But the way I'm kind of looking towards these builds, if I play Daniel Jones captain with Tony and Slayton or John Ross, and I have like two or three pass catchers, but I can squeeze in all the Tampa guys I want. If I want to play a Brady game with Godwin. And, so, and somebody else. Or if I want to play uh, Godwin and Evans together and just uh, take a bank on uh, lower volume passing from Brady tonight, uh, I can do that. What I do think is the most likely scenario is that you're going to get Brady uh, try to throw again. He's trying to go for the MVP award. So. I think he's gonna. He's got another primetime matchup, and he's gonna try to put a number on the Giants. Now, I think this game is closer than people give it credit for, but I do think Tampa scores on this Giants defense. And the way I think they get it done is by attacking the roster depth on this team. Where you know James Bradbury can't be everywhere at once. I think you can pick apart this Giants defense in the secondary if you spread it out and Brady's smart enough to read where to go on certain plays. Now, the other question I know folks are going to get uh, to me about is Saquon. What to do about Saquon Barkley? And me personally, I'm probably going to be less on Saquon unless it's, uh, unless it's a non-Daniel Jones build. Because I think for Daniel Jones, yes, could Saquon hit a home run play with a short screen pass? It's possible. But I think the pathway for the Giants really putting up points on this Tampa team is by getting deep pass plays down the field, and the Giants have the playmakers to do it. So, yeah, it's more high risk. I think Saquon gets volume tonight as long as he stays healthy, and that's a big if because we know Saquon just cannot stay healthy. Um, But I think a very logical way to go with your builds tonight and the way I'm building primarily is I'm having Daniel Jones and making the decision point if I'm going to cheap route with John Ross or if I'm playing Slayton with Kadarius Tony. That gives you the route where you can go with Brady and your choice of Evans and Godwin. And then I always say this, and people just ignore the plays on showdown slates. But kickers are so valuable in showdown slates, and they don't take proper account of it. If the Giants' defense slows down Tampa, because I think Tampa moves the ball regardless throughout the night, but if the Giants' defense can just slow down Tampa enough to keep this game competitive, Ryan Suckup is going to have three to four field goal opportunities during the course of this game before we even hit the fourth quarter. I mean... If you do the math, that puts him somewhere in the double-digit range. 
depending on the yardage. But he could hit double digits before we even get to the fourth quarter, especially if there are touchdowns. So to me, Suckup has got to be high on your priority list. I would put him higher than a guy like Tyler Johnson uh, in the mix. Now, the other uh, issues that we have is, you know, what do we do with Rob Gronkowski? Gronk could easily get work with Brady. So if I'm playing Brady builds, I'm going to have some Gronk in there because Brady does try to get Gronk involved. And I think just looking at the ownership, it doesn't seem as though Gronk's going to be that popular. I think a lot of people are going to try to jam in just looking at the ownership projections. It looks as though folks are just trying to jam in both uh, uh, both uh, Godwin and Evans into builds and then either use them in the captain uh, to, to make it work instead of just playing a Brady captain and just going cheap in other other areas. So to me, it's it's actually a little bit of an interesting mix because we've got a bunch of ownership on Leonard Fournette captain. We got uh, ownership on uh, Godwin and Evans, and they're all still somewhat near Tom Brady captain builds because Brady's only coming in at uh, is still coming in at under twenty percent. Even though people think this game is going to be a blowout. Brady ownership is only at 20% in the captain. I mean, if you think it's a blowout, Brady's, someone's got to score the points. So to me, Brady captain makes more sense, but people are actually spreading it out. And that tells me that they're trying to fit in all the studs on Tampa. So Leonard Fournette at 42% ownership at 10K, by all means, I'll let people try to play Leonard Fournette and see if he can get there against the Giants defense. I I don't think it's the best matchup for the Giants uh, uh, against the Giants defense for Fournette. To, to be perfectly honest, I would probably play Gio Bernard at eighteen hundred and see if uh, Brady wants to hit uh, Bernard on an underneath route to get into the end zone on the Giants. So I would actually be more in favor of fading Leonard Fournette entirely, unless I'm playing Leonard Fournette in the captain. Maybe I'll run one or two lineups with Leonard Fournette in the captain, but. That's not my primary route. I, I'll probably be fading Leonard Fournette in the flex. I'll consider Leonard Fournette in the captain and kind of go from there because Leonard Fournette flex, your game script basically is you think Brady is going to dump off a pass to him and you still think Brady's going to throw for X number of yards to make it more worthwhile than just having Leonard Fournette in the captain. It, it, to me, I don't get the game script to justify Leonard Fournette in the flex at 10K. Either you go all in with him at the captain or you fade him entirely. But that's my take on it. But in terms of the Saquon uh, play, I'm I'm going to be lower on Saquon than most people. Uh, I'll still have some exposure to him, but I, I, I'm i seeing ownership at around 30, 35%. I'm probably going to be somewhere in the 20s in terms of exposure on Saquon and the flex. Uh, I'm... I can't see myself playing Saquon in the captain because Saquon, the captain kind of needs, in my opinion, if you're playing, yeah, you could do it. If you're playing 150 lineups, I'm not, but Saquon, the captain kind of needs, unless it's just a roster roster theory, uh, uh, where you, you kind of think in terms of the game script, uh, the giants stay close. 
Saquon hits a home run play, gets out far enough where he breaks off like a 70-yard play, but you still have primarily Tampa Bay pieces and Brady spreads it around. I could see a pathway to get it done with Saquon captain in that fashion. But to me, Saquon captain kind of implies that the Giants are leading throughout the game and controlling clock and using Saquon effectively. That, to me, that doesn't scream like a very Giants-like performance. The Giants are very helter-skelter. It's, you know, boom or bust more often than not in terms of their offensive drives. I'm more inclined to Giants chase script, uh, play Daniel Giant, uh, Dimes and the captain because it's cheap enough, and then I can get my Brady pieces where maybe he peppers uh, Godwin over Evans or vice versa because usually Edwin uh, Evans and Godwin um, don't get there in the same game. It's one or the other, and you just got to kind of pick your poison. So in terms of my roster builds, I'm leaning more towards Daniel uh, Jones, captain, because I can fit in the folks and I can get um, uh, the underside protection of uh, on the drives I do stall out with Ryan Suckup kicking field goals. Like I said, you don't have to follow the the, the thought process that I'm going with, but I I think that's the best course of action for you to get different because I think too many folks are trying to get cute with these builds where you're fitting in everyone on Tampa and try to go as cheap as possible with your Giants players. And yeah, I, I could I could say you can play uh you can play um uh you know someone like uh uh if we're just going uh like solo if if we go someone along the lines of uh of a Kyle Rudolph at twenty two hundred yeah, it 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 could, it could happen, but you know, I, I I don't necessarily see the upside with a Kyle Rudolph to make that a priority in terms of how I'm building my roster construction. Um, you know, could he get there? Yeah, but it would only be in a in a spot with um, uh, I I think it it's it's just because uh, it. I just think there are enough pathways where we could burn the Tampa secondary because we've seen them get burnt throughout the season that the Giants could get it done. Daniel Jones is incredibly inaccurate. So let's just be honest with ourselves here. Giants could easily get blown out tonight, especially if, if Jones doesn't respond well to Todd Bowles blitzing him every single down because that's what Todd Bowles is going to do. He's going to blitz Daniel Jones pretty much every single chance he gets. But, I think that's the route you have to take. If you're if you're willing unless you just want to min cash, I think you have to kind of go with more of a Giants priority. So even if you go in a three three build uh between Giants and Bucks players, I still think you gotta have a Giants player to captain. I I don't necessarily see a Tampa captain build with Brady being in the winner unless you get one of those surprise plays like I'm talking about where it's uh you get you get exactly the right Giants player with a deep uh, deep play. I think the more probable build that's going to be in the winter is a Giants captain specific build. So more of my builds are going to be leaning towards Daniel Jones or a Giants receiver than they would be with having Tom Brady in the captain. I I think that the the only other way where I'm doing Brady builds is pairing him with Gronk because looking at the ownership. 
uh, Gronk's ownership is under 20%. And if it, Gronk's ownership is under 20%, I, I will take that. Because I think I could get overweight on the field in that fashion, uh, uh, or at least match the field. Uh, but I, I think that's a little bit too low. I think Gronk's ownership probably should be closer to 30 to 35% uh, in the flex. So that's all I got, folks. Uh, like I said, I think this game stays a bit closer than people give it credit for. But Tampa should win. I'm just not entirely sure that the Giants don't do a backdoor cover, uh, given uh, the large line on this one. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, in terms of the FanDuel build, uh, you know, similar thought process where I kind of like, I still like uh, playing the Giants uh, players. Uh, yes, uh, you could play. It's more touchdown dependent. So I'd say with FanDuel, I would probably lean more towards having Leonard Fournette over some of the Tampa receivers in that one. Um, you know, you can play some uh, Evans over Godwin if you want on FanDuel, but I'm leaning more towards Leonard Fournette, uh, and hopefully he falls into the end zone on FanDuel. But I think because of uh, the half point difference, it makes and the pricing, it makes it makes a difference because the, the DraftKings pricing is just so high on Fournette that it just makes it so much harder to make it work. I mean, Fournette's 10K on DraftKings. Um, Godwin and Evans are 9,400 and 10-2 uh, respectively. On FanDuel, uh, Fournette's 11,500, uh, uh, 11, whereas Godwin and Evans are 12,5 and 13K respectively. It, it's just cheaper to fit in Fournette on FanDuel and that's where I would rather play Fournette anyway is because you don't have the full point PPR uh, on uh, FanDuel. So, like I said, I'm more leaning towards playing Giants on FanDuel and then just have um, and just and just have uh, Fournette uh, uh, in place of uh, the Tampa wide receivers for FanDuel. So that's all I got, folks. Best of luck to everyone. And until next time, but have a good one and enjoy the game. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.